0: from my study with many leather-bound books and a fireplace. As always, I'm your host, Joe Amanzada, here to talk more Calgary Flames hockey. Uh, And with the Heritage Classic right around the corner, it really only made sense to uh, bring on an Oilers guy and talk about, you know, the Boa, because that, for me, is a very big part of being a Flames fan, is, you know, obviously cheering on the Calgary Flames, but also cheering on the downfall of our neighbors to the north. Um, so felt like a hand glove fit, uh, and you know, alongside me as always is my producer Cody Dickinson. Can't do it without him. Uh, there he is, Cody. How's it going? What's up? How's uh, how's the night so far? It's good. It's good
1: to be back at this. Uh, it'd be nicer if the Flames were winning some fucking hockey games, but yeah, here we are.
0: You so can't have them all. Some more disappointment. That's right. That's right. And because misery loves company. We brought in uh, a fan of probably the only team worse than the Calgary Flames at this moment in time. Um, he is the um, the mastermind behind Bar Bachelor YYC and uh, a good, stoic, integrated man. Uh, you can hear him talk all about that on his own podcast uh, called Slow Down Man. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mitch Lagadine. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for... Uh,
1: See in red with us today mitch it it's my pleasure i don't see red often i usually see uh you know blue and orange um but but it's good to mix it up every once in a while
0: totally blue you know blue and orange in varying hues uh i find that the oilers like jersey history like the color palette history is just it's all Bad. over the place it, it's it's um it's comprehensive it's thorough there's like all kinds mm. of blue and orange in that thing so um yeah anyway to bring it back to the topic at hand uh yeah heritage classic coming around wanted to kind of you know get a look behind enemy lines and how you guys are feeling about your season thus far uh and and then you know parlay that into talking a little bit about the heritage classic meta so mitch why don't you start with what is it one five and one What what is the record right now it's oh, not man, good enough. No. It's
1: bad. I think it's one. I think it's one four and one. Uh huh. Um, but either way, really bad. Really, really bad.
0: Yeah. So, Mitch, I like. I can only speak for myself. Like, obviously, I am like sick, right? Like, I am. I need help. I watch every <laughs> second of every Calgary Flames game. Yeah. Have done yeah. so for years. Uh, have you watched? You know, the majority of the Oilers season thus far. Do you feel like you have a good grasp of what's going on there?
1: it uh yeah for sure unfortunately i have watched most of this uh pathetic start to the season they yeah man i don't know they you know there was so much i've never had this much hype or heard this much hype coming into the season for the oilers let alone like any team ever right and um what an absolute like gong show in turn like i don't think you could script it worse in terms of like how they start like one win in six games goaltending sucks Mm -hmm. uh mcdavid's injured (laughs) yeah like (laughs) the list goes on man
0: that's right that's right you know it's uh so i i listened to flames postgame one of these nights one of these many nights and uh one of the broadcasters megan mickelson actually she was like the good news is the sky isn't falling you know (laughs) and i'm like okay fair enough but in Edmonton it's like okay the goalie <laughs> to you know to your point there was all this hype like I couldn't go anywhere without someone being like the Edmonton Oilers are cup out you know yeah, they lost yeah. to the eventual cup winners two years in a row yeah. uh they have generational talents up and down the lineup all of a sudden they have depth yeah. they brought Connor McDavid's old drinking buddy Connor Brown into the mix <laughs> like the vibes are immaculate yeah uh and yet, a lot of the big question marks that have kind of plagued the Oilers in the past, i.e., what are you getting from the defense core? Uh, what's going on between the pipes? Uh, mm-hmm. Offensively, is it going to be Leon, Dreisaitl, O'Connor, McDavid, and the guys? Or can you get some consistent production from forwards three through 12? I feel like a lot of those, you know, kind of narratives have really kind of reared their ugly heads early on in the season as a, you know, a bystander down down south here, yeah. right? So. Um, yeah for sure man you know the what the
1: one piece that i'm getting the the one glimmer of hope i would say right now is that um i everything i've read is like yeah they're getting absolutely destroyed the goaltending sucks what a defense is not playing well whatever but but their stats like you know their fancy underlying stats analytics the analytics they say they're they're okay. They say they're you know above fifty percent and all the fancy stats and that you know the ship should write itself eventually. Watching mm-hmm. the game, I don't know how that's possible, but uh, <laughs>
0: but hey, yeah. we'll hold out hope. That's right. The eye test and the actual you know the actual data sometimes they are kind of contradictory. And you know, I'm here to tell you, Mitch, I've lived through it. It doesn't necessarily get better.
1: Because with the fancy stats looking good, but the actual yeah. team looking stinky, yeah,
0: absolutely. And in fact, you know, Cody, I don't know if you want to hop back in here, but like, does this team not look a lot like it did last year? Uh, with you know, maybe drive and play, high danger chances are through the roof, uh, etc., etc., etc. But on the ice, you're just like, I don't, I don't see it. Well, yeah,
1: you could like you can look at the stats all you want, but the eye test is for me this year is just saying like, this is a team that doesn't want to be, they don't, they, they're just uninterested in playing hockey and playing together. And it just looks like it doesn't look like a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. certainly. I guess, I guess uninspired would be the big word that I would use to describe the club right now. They're, they just don't look, they, they look fine for the first period for most of the games, but then it just kind of disappears.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important distinction, uh, you know, to throw it back to your Oilers, Mitch. Like, for us, it's like the team just looks like it's not playing right? as a team right. or just in general. Sorry, hold on. What came out here? There we go. Nice. Uh, but they, they just don't look like a like a team that's playing hockey. Uh, and therein, I think, lies a very important distinction uh, because, you know, from my vantage point, certainly from Cody's vantage point, it looks like the Flames – just seem kind of lackadaisical kind of go with the flow going through the motions. I'm not seeing a lot of fight, a lot of fire. I'm curious kind of what your diagnosis is on what you think the root cause might be for the Oilers struggles thus far. Is it like an attitude thing? Are they not gelling? I know they brought in a couple new guys, but I think largely it's the same group. Um, Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. It's
1: yeah. It's an interesting question. I think um, from watching the games, I mean, I'm not in the locker room, but from watching the games, you know, they they seem like uh, it almost seems like they're trying too hard, if that makes sense. They came in with such uh, high expectation and um, it, it almost seems like, you know, the goalie, like Jack Campbell looks like he's going <laughs> to he looks like he wants to kill himself after every goal he lets in. And, Poor guy. Man. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on, but it almost looks like, you know, the classic case of the harder you try, the more fleeting that success seems to be.
0: Yeah, you got to let go. So,
1: so, yeah, maybe the opposite of what's going on with the Flames. But I find that interesting with the Flames. Like, everything I heard going into the season was like, you know, the bad man's gone, Sutter's gone. Yeah. Yeah. They they can spread their wings. Vibes are so high. Like, I I read so much shit about how high the vibes were. It is that doesn't seem to be the case, hey? Eh?
0: No, it's a lot of it's a lot of deja vu all over again. Uh, a lot of the twenty twenty two storylines uh, seem to be continuing despite the fact that you know Daryl has moved on, and um, I actually think that kind of ties in with another kind of question I wanted to ask you about your Oilers is, you know, Jay Woodcroft was probably the smuggest dude in the history of smugdom when you know. I I hate talking about it, but, you know, the last battle of Alberta in the playoffs where (laughs) the Flames lost 4-1, whatever, whatever, we don't have to get into it. But Jay Woodcroft was very smug, and he came in midway through the year. I think the Oilers were struggling from what I remember. Like, they weren't playing up to their level, and then he comes in, and they're like, oh, my God, we found this savant. This guy's getting so much out of our team. Uh, I think he's a first-time head coach as well. Um, And, you know, the the Flames, the Oilers went on to, you know, beat the Flames, lost kind of embarrassingly to the Avs. Again, we won't talk about it. Uh, it happens to everybody. Huh. You know, yeah. sometimes you just run into Nathan McKinnon. They were uh, good, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, obviously, last year was a thing. I, they did win another round, right? And they lost in the second yeah. to the Knights. Yeah, to,
1: to Vegas, uh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, here we are this year. And uh, right now, it's looking... So, he, he basically has about a year and a half under his belt of, you know... Managing this team and I, I'm wondering if it's like is his inexperience starting to show a little bit. Is he having a hard time kind of corralling this team. It's a little early to tell but I think you know if this drags on into you know 10 games where they're not looking too good 15 mm-hmm. games where they're not looking too good. When do you kind of pull the plug and be like or maybe not pull the plug but start looking at like is the coach the right guy for this team at this stage.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's good. I actually was thinking that today. I'm like, how many more losses till, you know, the articles come out about, you know, is Jay the next one to, to, is Jay on the hot seat? Is he on the way out? Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly, man, I think at the end of the day, like Connor McDavid calls the shots on the team. It's kind of like the LBJ in basketball. Like he, he wants a new coach. He gets a new coach. Right. Um, he seems to be really, uh, high on Jay Woodcroft or always has been, I don't know, you know, I haven't seen him uh, talk about jay at all this year but um yeah it's there was something telling in their game yesterday though against minnesota they had three um too many men on the ice calls in Mm, one game i I don't know about you i've never seen that before me either um but that to me is a coach thing right like that's the coach not having the guys in the zone not having you know not having the, the, the bench structure and everyone clear on when they're jumping on the ice, etc. cetera. So I don't know to me, that's a, that's a bad sign and maybe the mm-hmm. sign of uh, something to come. But I, like you said, I think it's too early to tell, you
0: know, for sure. For sure. All right, Mitch, you know, we, we hopped right into the hockey convo. We just couldn't wait to to talk puck here, but uh, you know, I also brought you on because in my group of friends, as you know, most listeners are probably in that group of friends. Uh, but for those who are uninitiated, Like, it's me and a bunch of dudes who love the Flames and then Mitch, you know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I feel like sometimes you end up catching a few strays just through proxy. And, you know, sometimes we forget that you don't cheer for the same team as we do. So I'd love for you to touch on how, because, like, we've known each other a long time. So I know you grew up here. At some point, you became an Oilers fan. I don't know if that was before you moved here or or during. But if you could talk about, like, your Oiler villain origin story. That'd be yeah awesome. what what went wrong
1: yeah yeah um, all wrong. yeah it's funny man so my uh my grandpa um who's since passed away but he he lived in edmonton during the glory days when you know gretzky and messier were winning all the cups mm-hmm. um and then he later moved you know my dad and his family down to calgary and so i growing up my grandpa had season tickets to the flames but was a, you know, still a diehard Oiler fan. So I, I grew up going to flames games and, and uh, be basically being brainwashed and told by my grandpa, like yeah. don't cheer for that team. Yeah. And it, he, he was never like egregious or aggressive against the flames, but he would, you know, say that they're playing the ducks on a Tuesday night. I'm at him with the game and the ducks score. He would like clap quietly under his chair kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. So yeah, that, that was the, uh, the origin story.
0: That's awesome! Uh, wow, sounds like a stand-up guy too. I I'm not sure I could be as I could restrain myself as much. You know, like if I if the yeah. roles were reversed and I'm in Edmonton and you know I have season tickets to Rogers Arena because you know Rogers Place, sorry, because I just won the yeah. lottery. Yeah, I'm never going to get used to that. By the way, like Rogers Arena being in Vancouver. Yeah, Rogers sponsors too many
1: in arenas. Rogers.
0: Yeah, that's right. If Rogers. Rogers knows. I know you know a thing or two about Rogers <laughs> sponsorship. Sure, um, yeah. actually this might be a, a good portion that we can we can always delete and post i'm not sure if you were comfortable sharing anything but um you know if you want to talk about being tournament director if you have any follies about uh you know rubbing elbows with any of the hockey guys i think that'd be some good radio content
1: huh. uh yeah that's a good question i mean it's it's cool yeah so what you're referring to we had like a, a legends of hockey event at the uh Shaw Charity Classic presented by Rogers this year. And there's some That's NHL right. guys there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was cool, man. You know, being around those guys. They're all like much better golfers than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um Your honestly, I wish I had like a crazy story for you, but it you know, for the most part, they're just like good dudes. They were all really um good to work with in in the planning of the event. And it's something I it, think it went really well. So I, I think it's something. Yeah. It was all very last second this year planning that so I think you know for really? the coming years we're hoping to really blow it up and uh you know do something
0: really cool but yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I never would have guessed that it was kind of slapped together, you know, kind of last wow, minute because Good to hear. Yeah, cuz it went so smoothly. I thought it was great. It was definitely like the highlight of the week for me. Um oh, That's sweet man. Yeah, it was awesome. So that's cool. Right on. Um But yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Rogers, Rogers Place, Rogers Arena. Yeah, if I was if I was a season ticket holder at yeah. Rogers Place, and yeah, I, I would be able to contain myself. I'd be quite obnoxious about it. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. So you were an Oilers fan, you know. Throughout, there were some very lean years. Uh, oh boy, very lean years. So yeah. let's uh let's talk a little bit about those formative years. I think that 06 Cup run probably is one that sticks out in your head. The oh, yeah. Jarrett Stoll, Alish Hemsky, yeah. Sean Horcom Sean teams, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and then it was dire. Like, what was that like? Because there's a lot of rumblings in, in Cowtown right now with the team being in such utter disarray. Yeah, uh, that like, oh, is it time for the rebuild? And I'm like, right. I think you guys are looking at the a rebuild with rose colored glasses. I don't think you understand what it means to have your team it's be the worst sucks, team in the league. Man. Yeah, yeah,
1: I bet it's so, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, to answer your question, like 2006 was awesome. You know, I was like 13 or something, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that that was what I, I would say. My grandpa had already done his pre brainwashing prior right. to 06. 06 made me. You know, I was like, I'm in. I love this. dude. <laughs> And then, yeah, the subsequent 10 years, not so good. <laughs> we're not so fun. The Nikita Nikitin years were not so fun. Yes. The Martin um, Marincin years. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's the the one, there's a lot of uh, hope, a lot of excitement towards the end of the year when you're like, oh, which all you're looking forward to is the draft, right? And obviously mm-hmm. the Oilers had some good uh, good draft positions over the years.
0: Certainly.
1: Um, I'd say so. So that's what you get excited for. You going to the season, you're like, there's no way in hell we <laughs> we do anything this year. Um, so it's a lot of uh hope building then being let down and then being like, holy, how long is this thing gonna last? Um, it sucked. I can't sugarcoat it. I would not would not recommend.
0: Okay, good to know. Good to know. I'll be sure to tell everybody that because I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what you're asking for here.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the tear
0: it down to the studs, like that's terrible. Man, yeah. like look at how mad the fan base is and we've had 7 bad games. Imagine right. like 820 bad games. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah Imagine losing so... like every
0: game 6 nothing, 6-1, sure, 5-1, just so yeah. bad. That sounds awful. And yeah. they're already not selling out. Like they're like there was 16-8 reported last night. Which is like the lowest crowd since uh, the pandemic. Wow. Oh, that's not
1: good. I know Winnipeg actually is in a similar spot. They're really worried that if they have to rebuild, like the team might be on the move again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like fool me once, fool me twice, fool me chicken soup with rice, right? Like (laughs) they lost the team once already. They can do it again, I guess. So For sure. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's scary times to think of a rebuild. Um, Yeah. But now you know transitioning into the right now. We're not we're all looking at the future. We're not looking at the past. We're looking at right now. We got a little bit of a hockey game coming up on Sunday. Ooh, uh, yeah. yep, the Heritage Classic. Let's start off with the softball. Have you looked at the uniforms? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I kind of prefaced early that like man, the Oilers have had some kits, you know? <laughs> they they always put together something yeah. like well, I don't know who their
1: design from? guy is, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um i have seen them i it, it's funny you bring up the oilers jerseys um i i actually unpopular take amongst oilers fans but i think the flames have like a top five i think their retro is a top five jersey in the league
0: i agree and um, actually you know while we're talking unpopular opinions i actually yeah, yeah. think the oilers like royal blues with the orange shoulder pads i'm glad they brought those yeah. back i think that's just like an iconic oh, sports uniform yeah yeah for sure it's really good.
1: agree um now, all of the other things that the Edmonton jersey design guys have tried largely yeah. over the last, like, six years, not, not great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but th- I actually don't mind the, the Heritage Classic jersey um, on the Edmonton side. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think it's, it's, it's cool. The pants are kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Would you purchase one? Uh, no. No. No,
1: nope. I a, I, I think, I a, no, I wouldn't. I think I think I think in about five years, man, if if you see me wearing that Heritage Classic jersey, it looks like it was it was like I ordered it from China and they sent me the wrong jersey or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gonna say like McBavid.
1: Yeah, That's what, what do you think about the what do you think about the flame jerseys?
0: I they're just a little underwhelming. You know, I wanted yeah. more, especially after they did the the fucking mustard tiger jerseys, so the the ketchup mustard stripes. I'm like oh. they can really make this thing goofy. But I'm glad yeah. they went with like a cream, you know, at, at least that kind of feels, you yep. know, faux back retroy Hairgy. enough. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I am I just spent the last five minutes ragging on, you know, the Oilers kits. But I actually think they'll, like, look good in application. They'll be, like, a fine uniform on the ice. But I would not. I mean, if someone wore that to, like, the bar, I feel like that'd be a really tough look. Oh, yeah. I'd have to make fun of them. Yeah. I I wouldn't have any choice, right? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, anyways. Uh, But the Heritage Classic in general, like, I feel like I can always speak for myself, but I wish I was more pumped about it it feels like it's maybe oversaturated like we've just had so many heritage classics like this is actually the 20th anniversary of it uh it started with the oilers too right obviously playing the the canadians or whatever uh, way back when so you know what are your thoughts on uh the heritage classic will you be attending do you have any appetite to attend i know the tickets are also really expensive so that kind of prices out a lot of people but
1: yeah no it's i i think what you said is exactly how i feel like the i think it used to be super cool, like the all the outdoor games, the Heritage Classics. Um, but I think once a cool thing is done too many times or is overdone, it no longer is cool. And I think that's kind of what's happened with this game. In that, like, yeah, I looked at the I, when I saw I was coming to Edmonton, Cal, like Flames, Oilers, and like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. How much are tickets? Oh, they're three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'd rather just like go to a playoff game. Right, they take the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Hey. Whoa, 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 we've <laughs> One. Seven games in. Mitch. Come on. Don't give up hope. So. Uh,
1: yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I didn't really think about going. And, and I think obviously the the shitty starts to the seasons by both teams. It's turning out to be a bit of a toilet bowl early on, but yes. I, I, I think it'll be it'll still be good. Like obviously, all two man should be a good name.
0: Like, I I consider myself to be a pretty illogical guy. (laughs) I do not think a lot of things through. But if you were someone to, like, you know, get the abacus out, write the whole pros and cons table and and really think about evaluating, going to the Heritage Classic, it's just cons down the list. It's like, first of all, it's far, right? It's a two-hour drive. It's at Commonwealth Stadium. That place is a dump. It's going to be minus (laughs) 10. That's terrible like it's expensive my team sucks like why 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 (laughs) why would i go yeah
1: you're not making a strong case yeah
0: right and it's like it's just it's kind of a perfect storm where i i'm gonna be very curious to see what that attendance is like because i bet you they're gonna report a sellout But like do you know anybody going like i don't not a single person yeah i haven't even heard a buzz about it i've even heard someone being like yo like are you considering going to the game uh Everything I've heard is just from you know our shared buddy Tommy being like, "Yo, should we go to the bar on Sunday?" And I am like, "Yeah, <laughs> totally, right." Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of a kind of a goofy one, and I hope it's not a flop, but like it it might be, it might be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I, I, you know what? The NHL this is like their baby. I am pretty sure these mm-hmm. outdoor games, and so I am sure they'll find a way to fill those seats, but there is no way they they're selling them
0: yeah uh, i think that brings up kind of a another like weird kind of tangent we can kind of go on but like the nhl's trying really hard they're trying really yeah. hard to like make the game more interesting or, or, or expand their fan base like we just had the the frozen frenzy on tuesday it's like right. every game 15 <laughs> minutes apart on a tuesday night so and it's weird. like you're just yeah. so close you're so close yeah. but yeah um I, then, course, yeah I was gonna Darn. say, yeah,
1: it's a bit that seemed like a bit of a swing and a miss to me, the frozen frenzy. Like cool Holy idea. Man. Like red zone is awesome. Yes. Um, yes, we all love red zone. I'm at work at on Tuesday at <laughs> like
0: four o'clock. At 4 30.
1: Yeah. I'm driving home.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know. It's just it felt I don't know. Something was off about it.
0: Totally. And like I think about just the NHL's like failed attempts at like You know, like, the NBA will have, like, a couple preseason games in, like, Canada, and, like, they'll have one in Australia. And, like, but, like, the Flames played the Bruins in China? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? That, I think that's where, that was where Matthew Chuck and Johnny were like, no way I'm signing here. (laughs) It's bad enough that you have to, you you drag me to Calgary for seven months out of the year. Yeah, now I'm in China? Like, what the hell is this? (laughs) So... I don't know, NHL, hey, give us a call. We can yeah. help you out. Help me help trying you. Trying too
1: hard, yeah.
0: Trying too hard. You just got to relax, you know? Uh, Stop squeezing the sawdust out of the stick. Okay, yeah. well, you know what, Mitch? This has been a really fun conversation. Uh, I just want to, we'll wrap it up with just a quick prediction. Let me know what, it, give me a score. Give me a person who's going to score. Just let me know what is your gut telling you Sunday about the hockey game?
1: I, uh, you know what? I think, it, I think the score all depends on if uh, Connor's healthy,
0: mm-hmm. and I think he is he healthy. Rumor,
1: no. Well, he's injured right now, but but yeah. now they're saying like oh one to two weeks. But there's a chance he comes back Saturday, and I'm like oh so he's coming back or Sunday. So yeah. I'm like oh he's coming back Sunday.
0: But um, sir, sorry, so quick sidebar. He, yeah. Like, what do you like? Is he healthy in your opinion?
1: I, I don't know, man. They're they're very cryptic about anything to do with McDavid. David. Like he all they're saying is like upper body injury. Yeah, I think J. Ray came out and was like it's a muscular injury or something. Um so to answer your question, I have no idea if he saw I doubt, but he seems like the kind of guy that'll push through anything.
0: You know? Right, right, right. So okay, so let's assume McDavid's David's playing. Yeah. Uh let's say I'm gonna say four to Edmonton with an empty netter. Wow. I love it. Okay. And who's the, who's between the pipes? Who are you giving the nod to? Uh,
1: oh man. It, Well, I think Stuart Skinner is going to play uh, tomorrow in New York. If they get routed, then it, it'll probably be Campbell on Sunday. But I, wow. if I had to guess Stuart Skinner,
0: like Jack Campbell. We could, we could only be so lucky to have Jack Campbell on Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's the goalie I want. I that's want, a gift, I want, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I shoot on soup. Um, <laughs> But yeah, okay, I love it. I uh I I'm, I'm curious about this McDavid stuff, dude, because you know, you mentioned earlier, like he calls his own shots. If McDavid says he's yeah. playing, he's playing. Yeah. But I feel like if there's anybody you gotta be careful with. It's like yeah. and like this team can't be without him long term. Like, heaven forbid it's a tweak or something. You're outside, man. You know, like there could yeah. be like a yeah. an errant snowball thrown by Doug yeah. from Okotoks. <laughs> who's sitting row one, you know, like and that might yeah. derail your whole season? I don't know. I, I kinda exactly. think he kid gloves him. Um but I hope so. I,
1: I would rather them lose on Sunday and McDavid's okay than him, you know, do something. Totally.
0: Stupid. And you know, we just spent the last five minutes being like this like you're gonna you're gonna risk your whole season for the Heritage Classic, man? <laughs> You know, like yeah. McDavid, dude, it ain't that deep, bro. It's all in good. Front, in front
1: so of 2,000 people. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. We are, we are sights set higher. Okay. I'm going to go with a very conservative 7 uh, 1 Calgary Flames. Oh, uh, wow. I'll be taking okay. no further questions. Hey, if nice. Jack Campbell's between the pipes, I think it's Campbell's a, a night. That's a really spot on prediction. Yeah. <laughs> They've scored seven goals all year. They're going to get seven more on Sunday. Here we go.
1: <laughs> right on. Here we go. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot, Mitch. Uh, it was it was great having you on, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you on the weekend when we inevitably watch this, uh, this shit bowl.
1: Yes, sir. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.